Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Up next, a career sailor dies, but not in the line of duty. To me, it's a waste of a human life. Teams of doctors can't determine what killed this man. It could be bacterial, like salmonella or cholera, something of that sort. Or could it be something entirely unnatural, like murder? What kind of person does that? How do you do that? Could you? No, I couldn't either. In 1982, the Cold War was as frigid as ever. U.S. troops were deployed all over the globe. The Navy was perhaps the most visible branch of the service. The Navy, when they deploy ships during peacetime, it's to just show the United States presence and interest in in various locations where foreign policy is being carried out by the United States. 37-year-old Lee Hartley, was a Navy lieutenant aboard the USS Forrestal, America's first supercarrier, and at the time, one of the most formidable warships in the world. Capable of staying at sea for months, it provided cramped quarters for the lieutenant and more than 4,000 fellow sailors. In its day, the Forrestal was a big modern aircraft carrier. Lieutenant Hartley was a career Navy man, had risen up steadily through the ranks and loved the work. One month into a standard deployment in the Mediterranean, he fell ill. He's vomiting, he has diarrhea, he has severe stomach cramps. He goes to the clinic all on board the ship. Doctors on board diagnosed a stomach ailment, and soon Lieutenant Hartley was feeling better, but not for long. They couldn't figure out the cause. They ruled out all infectious causes, other types of tumors and things of that sort, but they couldn't pin it down. Lieutenant Hartley's condition stabilized, and then he took another turn for the worse. He would be sick, and then he'd get a little bit better, and then be sick again, and meanwhile the doctors are trying to figure out what's going on. Things got so bad that he was taken off the ship by helicopter and ended up at a Navy hospital in Florida. Under the care of his wife, Pamela, Lieutenant Hartley continued to improve, but only briefly. 
He's developing uh, huge open sores in his mouth and his esophagus. is in extreme discomfort. On November the 17th, at 4 o'clock in the morning, he basically flatlines. The next day, he died. An autopsy showed almost every vital organ in his body had sustained significant damage. Doctor said, you need to look at heavy metal poisoning on this person. And so they took samples, sent them to SmithKline Laboratory. Six days later, they get the positive results back that they find arsenic in Lee's system. Arsenic is one of the oldest poisons known to man. It's a metals-based toxin found in all sorts of minerals. Arsenic is a naturally occurring element in our world. It's found in the ground from geological formations, and it also is found in our water systems. In high, high levels of arsenic exposure, you have acute poisoning. In healthy people, the liver filters out the trace amounts of arsenic all of us encounter. But in concentrated doses, it wreaks havoc on the body. It's basically tasteless, um, odorless, and it's soluble in, in liquids. And so it's easy to hide. And it's readily available. Arsenic is commonly found in rat poison. An analysis of Lee Hartley's organs showed his arsenic levels were over 400 times what's found in a healthy person. It's hard to ingest that much arsenic by accident, which raised all sorts of uncomfortable questions for people trying to determine exactly how Lee Hartley died. Who has arsenic in their body of that level unless it's a poisoning of some sort? Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Upon learning that Lieutenant Lee Hartley had been killed by a massive dose of arsenic, the Navy sprang into action. If his death was an accident, 4,000 sailors on the USS Forrestal were in danger. If it was a murder, one of those 4,000 could be a killer. We're trying to figure out in the early stage now, where in the world did the arsenic come from? His bunkmate was examined, as was the ship, all 60,000 tons of it. They did an exhaustive 
search of the ship, and they could not identify any type of arsenic on board the ship. That meant someone got the arsenic on board, dosed Lieutenant Hartley, and successfully destroyed all signs of it. Not an easy thing to do. Don't forget, we had no idea at the time where this stuff came from. You know, we knew it didn't fall to Earth from heaven, but we had no idea how it got where it was. The immediate question was simple. Was there anyone on board who might want to kill Lieutenant Hartley? The answer was an unequivocal yes. There was a report that somebody had written, Hartley's a dead man or Lieutenant's a dead man or something of that sort on the ship. Lieutenant Hartley was in a unique position on the Forrestal. His job was to report all infractions of discipline. It was a thankless task and potentially dangerous. I have much hate to say it. If you are the disciplinary officer on board, it's totally conceivable that somebody might wish you harm. And I'm sure that Lee, like myself and others, probably avoided going out on the weather decks at night. Lee Hartley told friends he was reluctant to go out on this latest deployment. Why? He'd only been married to Pamela for a year, and many of his shipmates said he desperately missed her. That was my singular recollection of him um, at the time, was that he really, really wanted to be home and really missed uh, being home with his wife. In fact, when he initially fell ill, doctors who had no idea at the time that he'd ingested a lethal dose of arsenic, wondered if he might be suicidal. They had actually asked him in the hospital whether or not he was trying to kill himself, and he was telling him, no, he doesn't want to die. And if he did want to kill himself, why do it in one of the slowest, most painful ways possible? But the possibility of self-harm led to another theory. I was of the opinion initially that perhaps in an effort to have himself sent home early from the ship, that he might have started to take something that contained arsenic that would make him sufficiently sick to be able to go home. But again, his suffering was so extreme that investigators were skeptical about the possibility of self-harm. With no sign of the source of arsenic on the ship, they were stumped. The investigation had basically gone cold. That is, until they heard a story about Lieutenant Hartley and another shipmate getting violently ill while on shore leave in Spain, just three months before the lieutenant's death. That's one of the first things that you do, of course, is you start to you look at the universe of possibilities. Later on, the universe of possibilities becomes smaller and smaller and smaller. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. As Navy Lieutenant Lee Hartley lay dying in a Florida hospital, 
one of his doctors thought he might have been poisoned. As a result, at the lieutenant's autopsy, doctors specifically tested for toxins, and they saved samples for later analysis. They'll take specific uh, samples, uh, like brain tissue, liver tissue, uh, kidney tissue, lungs, uh, stomach contents. Arsenic is retained longer in the fingernails and hair than in any other part of the body. Arsenic is bound in organic matter differently than it is in our body to where it goes to inorganic stuff. So it goes to our keratin, it goes to our nails and our hair, because that's where the high keratin cells are. And since the arsenic will stay there indefinitely, it can provide a record of exactly when a person ingests arsenic. Your hair on your head grows about a half an inch a month. So when they do testing, they say, take a lock of your hair. You want to take like a pencil's width of hair, three inches long. That could give you information for about six months. If you test it out at the three inch, that's six months from the initial exposure. To create a forensic timeline for when Lieutenant Hartley ingested the arsenic, his hair samples were subjected to a process called atomic absorption spectroscopy. The hair is liquefied in a neutral solution. A radioactive beam is then sent through the samples. How much of this light is able to pass through reveals how much arsenic is present, allowing analysts to trace the rate of ingestion. This showed that Lieutenant Hartley got an initial dose of arsenic while he was one month out to sea. And there was a massive spike one month later, around the time he was on shore leave with the rest of the Forrestal crew in Spain. While there, he finally reunited with his wife, Pam. Pam would have come over with a hundred other wives, probably. One or two hundred wives typically go from port to port if they can afford the flight over, and then they can reunite with their husband for a week if we're we're in port that long. During this time in Spain, Pam cooked breakfast for Lieutenant Hartley and another shipmate. Soon, both were sick. Lee and his crewmate get violently ill, uh, complaining of diarrhea and vomiting. Lee is noted by Pamela to be ashen, gray in color. She stays eight days before returning home uh, from visiting her husband. Both men returned to the ship. Lee Hartley's crewmate recovered. Lieutenant Hartley did not, at least not completely. Doctors and investigators wondered if there might be some connection between the lieutenant's wife and his death. The couple had been married for a little more than a year. They met in the Navy. Lee Hartley, who'd been previously married for 16 years and had a young daughter, was Pamela's superior. I know that he was her boss. She was a secretary at his office. That's how I found out my mom told me that was his secretary. Adultery is not permissible in the Navy, so Lee and Pam's affair created a problem. He basically paved the way for her to to get out of the Navy after only being in there for for two years. And uh, once 
She left the Navy and they could then date even though he was married. He went and eventually divorced his wife and then married Pamela. By all accounts, Lieutenant Hartley was besotted with his new wife, who was 10 years his junior. She was very soft-spoken. It was different from my mom's, you know, the way she would talk to me and stuff. And, and I think that's why I liked her more. The post-mortem analysis of the lieutenant's hair left no doubt he got a big dose of arsenic while in Spain with his wife. Could Pam be involved? It was an open question. After all, Lieutenant Hartley suffered his first bout of sickness one month after he was at sea, and Pam clearly wasn't on the ship. Even stranger, he had subsequent bouts of illness long after he was with Pam in Spain. And then, once the lieutenant got back to the U.S. and was in Pam's care, hair analysis showed his arsenic levels had nearly quadrupled. This is the crux of the case. This is where it turns from, okay, maybe she's not the grieving widow. Pam was identified as a logical suspect because she had the most access and the opportunity. Forensic analysis of Lieutenant Hartley's hair made it clear he got a large dose of arsenic while visiting his wife, Pam, in Spain. Investigators learned that the lieutenant's shipmate, the one who became ill after eating a breakfast prepared by Pam Hartley, was now in good health. So much time had passed that he'd cut his hair and fingernails, eliminating any potential evidence. One of the obstacles that we had to overcome very rapidly is we don't have a crime scene. If Pam Hartley poisoned her husband before she met him in Spain, and again after they left, how did she do it? After all, she was thousands of miles away. The answer was hiding in plain sight. Lo and behold, she had sent care packages to Lee, maybe some baked goods, little things that people can't find on the ship or whatever sent to them. Sailors received these so-called care packages from family members during ports of call. When she's sending him something on the ship, he's ingesting enough that he's getting sick. Early in the investigation, Pam Hartley had been brought in for questioning and denied any involvement. She even consented to a polygraph and passed it does tend to throw a monkey wrench into a homicide investigation if your primary suspect passes a polygraph. Everything pointed to Pam, but there wasn't enough to charge her. There's no statute of limitations on murder, and nearly 13 years later, in 1995, investigators prepared to re-interview Pam Hartley and other people with even a remote connection to the case. They went back and interviewed some of the people, including her brother, who's told a different version of, of the story, what he initially told back in the 80s. Pam's brother, Fred, dropped a bombshell. Pretty quickly, he gave her up and said that she had approached him about killing Lee Hartley. And, of course, he refused. 
investigators could finally make a case. Also, they knew that Lieutenant Hartley's body, he had been buried, not cremated, could be a rich source of evidence. Arsenic should still be in his hair and fingernails. All they had to do was exhume him. It was time to confront Pam. It seems to me that there would have been nothing to lose at that point to go ahead and, you know, and have a, a serious come-to-Jesus type interrogation with her. Eventually, we do what we call a showdown. When we sit down with the most likely suspect, we want it to be a surprise. Pam, who was short on money and fighting a substance abuse problem, was told her brother had given her up. Even worse for her, the evidence, six feet under the ground, was just waiting to be tested. Faced with an almost certain conviction, she confessed. Sometimes people want to confess, and they got the feeling that that was true with Pam Hartley. As for motive, investigators were stunned. Pam said she knew Lee was madly in love with her. He was also jealous and controlling. She wanted out of the marriage, but didn't want to break his heart by getting a divorce. It's kind of ironic. She said, I loved him so much, I didn't want to divorce him. So she kills him. This was cold-blooded murder, planned and executed over months. I was numb. I was numb when I found out that my dad had been murdered. I was numb. The forensic timeline shows Lieutenant Hartley got a care package only weeks into his deployment. He got sick and recovered. Then Pam met him in Spain and dosed him again. He fell ill and recovered. She gave him a care package before he reboarded the ship. He ate the contents and the pattern repeated. Another care package arrived in September and Lieutenant Hartley's condition deteriorated. He was medevaced from the ship and hospitalized in Florida, where Pam continued poisoning him until he died. I mean, you can't imagine, here's somebody that you cared enough about to marry, and they are willing, over time, to watch you slowly deteriorate to the extent you're slowly wasting away and dying. I mean, what kind of malevolence causes that in a person? I mean, where does that come from? In 1996, Pam Hartley, 39 years old, pled guilty to second-degree murder and was sentenced to 40 years in prison. She was released after 16 years. She declined to participate in this production. The senselessness of this crime is the one thing all the investigators can agree upon. And they're grateful science finally solved the mystery of what killed Lieutenant Lee Hartley. It's hard to dispute the science. The manner of death in this would be homicide. So that toxicology played a significant role in establishing that timeline. The forensics were so important in this case. It wasn't until, you know, one doctor came in and looked at everything that was going on that identified that they needed to start looking for this poison. People probably wonder, well, why didn't she just get a divorce? 